0: is the podcast going to be done now mind you he never asked about the first time Mm. and i was like that was a good episode i enjoyed it you know two two parts a lot of stuff going on Mm -hmm. you know uh had fun but this was like he wants to know if it's going to be available tonight and you know like type of thing because he's you know grows up in a generation of instant gratification i'm gonna
1: say that's that's up to this guy
0: no Uh, the answer, the answer to, to that is up? no.
1: How but, late do you want to stay up? I
0: would think so, but it's not yes.
2: <laughs> but I was I was thinking of that, too, because um, we still have <laughs> episodes that were recorded before I left on vacation yeah. that <laughs> just aren't just out. Like, the one up, that yeah. came out this week, we recorded before I went on vacation, but this one's obviously going to be Halloween. Oh, God. Someone's got their... I don't know you can hear that. 808s. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck. Um. So, yeah, I don't know, but we'll figure it out because this is probably going to be two parts. But It's Nature of the Beast. It is, yeah. So, yeah, man, thanks for coming back. Thank you, guys. Of course. This is awesome. Oh, man.
0: What a perfect fall. I mean, to just give the audience an idea. That, like this, it's, it's overcast. Uh, there's a candle lit. I don't have pants on. Oh. You don't have pants on. Um, <laughs> that's why I used the term beast earlier. <laughs> um, and it's just it's a perfect fall day to talk about well, whatever we're fucking talking about. But whatever this, we're talking this, about. This is a great day. Yeah. It's very chill.
2: Awesome, man. Well, yeah. Thank Agreed. you. Of course. Yeah, no, thank you. What uh, I know you've been hanging out with Sam more than you've been hanging out with me, just by the nature of your relationship, but what have you been up to, I guess, is the general question um, since last time I saw you.
0: Yeah. Well, it's good to see you again. Hey, of course. You as well. Um, I've been watching a lot of movies. I've been trying to make them, make movies happen. Yeah. Um, the... Uh, COVID's really just fucked everything up. It's mm-hmm. made it weird. Um, it's dispersed people into um, into like these, these groups that uh, that sort of went off and, and are making movies in a different fashion. Um, you know, like a lot of times it would be like, you try to get out the studio system or you try to get, you know, like these, find indie financers or whatever. But now it's like anybody who can find any money Right, they're kind of sticking together and trying to just make movies with people they trust, which is a good thing. Um, Unfortunately, like I'm removed from that scenario where I live, so I'm not, I'm not in LA. You know, so you know, just trying to um, funnel through the new world of 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 filmmaking a little bit. Um, So, uh, a little
1: bit of a learning curve.
0: Well, yeah, it's just like you know, money is in different places now. And you know, if you want to make something, you make it for a lot less because COVID costs a lot. Makes a movie cost more, yeah, um, because of precautions and whatnot. And so, uh, people are just—they're splintering off and just making these really tiny films with like very few people. And uh, and I love that idea. But my, um, you know, my 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 friends and my film coworkers and you know collaborators—they're they're like all gone now like they're like not moved on to different things because of the splintering because of covid so it's just a matter of gathering everybody up but just also been working on writing and trying to um crack certain stories so that you know we can have something to to present
2: have you actually worked on anything like physically like gotten and got your hands dirty with filming something since this whole thing kicked off or no um
0: no, it's really just been development. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, and that's that's how it goes. You know, like sometimes you have um, like a good year where you get really far down the road and you almost get like the film made or you get close. And along the way, you like meet a bunch of people that can uh, sort of champion that or help you get something else made if that doesn't work out. Um, but it's it's just been honestly, it's just been weird. Yeah, you know, it's just it's every you know like everybody's splintered off and, and doing their own thing. But a lot of people don't want to work for free, which makes sense because, you know, it's, it's laborious and (laughs) and it's, it's, um, not like it was a high paying industry anyways. Um, so yeah, just trying to find time to work on the, on the stories that you, you know, you want to make. Yeah. And that's, that's ultimately where I'm at. And I, I'm not like in a rush to, um, make something to make something, uh, because you get so few chances to do that, that. And I think that, uh, that it, it makes it, it makes it, the reward is there and it makes it more rewarding if you spend time you yeah. know, to, to really kind of hone in the thing you're making. Cause I've, I've made stuff that sucked and I don't, I won't want to do that again. I'd like to make something that's, uh, you know, that maybe more than a few people like, yeah. you know, including, <laughs> and that includes me. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, no, you
1: don't you don't get to like it. no, this is that sort of thing you know you
0: just you, so, so you spend time on it and that's okay, you know, living with things, but then you you can wander too with your stories. I mean, I don't know if you guys like there's something that you know if you're like really passionate I don't know if this happens to you, but like um you're going after this one thing or you're trying to make this thing happen and you get sidetracked. it's in the same wheelhouse, but you're like, get sidetracked because this idea sort of sounds better and then you're like, oh well, if I incorporate, this, this idea with that idea. That idea. Yeah. yeah. Then then I'll have, and then something else comes along and you're like, but that's way better than both of these, but that one doesn't work with these. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put all my time in that one. Then you realize that's not good. And the first one was really good. Yeah. But the first one, now you've combined with the second one and you're like, well, they need to stay together. And then you're like, what the fuck am I doing?
1: Yeah. Kind of running <laughs> around. Yeah, so like, convoluted mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. And
0: then yeah. you're like, the, the only person to blame is fucking me. Yeah. And that sucks when you c- can't blame anybody.
2: I went through because I make make music and stuff and just have like years of like catalog beats and stuff that like I haven't used. And I finally was like, I'm going to start the process of going through and like getting rid of all the shit ones. Like the actual ones that are like, this is garbage. I don't want anybody, not even myself to hear this for another second. Right. And so I literally sat down here for probably like two hours, pen and paper, opened the session, played it. Okay, cool. Like check. And like went through all of them and like, you know, I got a whole notepad thing But, like, just that process of, like, weeding out all the shit and knowing, like, when I open up the one that's on that list, it's like, I know this one has potential. And then hopefully I can just, like, slowly chip away and somehow, like, finish these to whatever finished means. But, um, yeah, when you're overwhelmed, and I totally, totally get that. Probably more on a musical uh, platform or whatever, I guess. It's maybe even hard. It's sometimes easier to get sidetracked because, like, I could play, like, three notes and be like, oh, that could be, like, a whole nother song. Right. Or maybe similar if you're writing a script or writing an idea down. And you're like, oh, shit, well, that idea inside that one is, like, so good. Like, right. that might even be better by its standalone thing. And then you're like, okay, okay, hold on. Maybe I'll just change this one a little bit so it's not exactly like this new one that I want to do. And then you just, like, get caught in this hamster wheel of, like, yep. doing all this stuff. So, I haven't really, like, made anything new in, like, a while. I've just been doing this old stuff. But that's sometimes even harder because going back and trying to regurgitate this thing that like fuck I've heard this a hundred times but like it's got potential I just don't feel like working at it but trying to work at it is
0: that makes me feel good (laughs) because I you like and it's not like I um you know it's it's, this like making movies is just something I love and it's like not like like I have to um have a couple movies a year or something I mean god wouldn't that be nice but like it's not there's no quota I have to fill that would be terrible and I would say that is definitely not art uh and that would be That'd be bad. If oh, that, that would be sales. Yeah, that that'd be like you're in you know commercial territory. But the thing that is crazy about like what you just said is that um, when somebody else is dealing with it too, and they're you know and everybody's in the, like you're in a creative field, you know, and you're like trying to figure out stuff, and you get sidetracked, and um, and you're living off of like old ideas, and it's not that you can't come up with new ones. It's just that I don't know. I feel like you orphaning ideas is like sad, you know, yeah. and you don't want to like, you're like, there's so many great like little moments or, you know, things that you, cre- you created or, mm-hmm. or wrote in your case and you're going back and you're like, oh, I don't want to orphan them.
2: Yeah. You feel like you owe it to yourself to at least like see it through. Yeah. It's like, if I start something, it's like, I can get like the me. It's like, okay, like here's the idea. Right. But it's like, if I never take it past that idea, I just feel bad. But then, like, trying to force it, it's like, now this just sounds weird. Now I don't even know what I'm doing. It's like, I'm just doing it just for the sake of doing it. When, really, I do like this one part, but trying to make this one part a whole thing is hard. And maybe that's just sometimes it is, like, maybe your idea just... That's just not the idea, but having trying to get yourself to realize that about your own work and be subjective or objective about your own stuff is very difficult. It's really difficult.
0: I find that's the hardest thing. Like, forcing what should be at its most powerful organic. Um, I find that to be really hard because I'm antsy and I'm fucking amped. And I'm like, I want to, I want to make something. I want to do something. I have this idea. And you're like, I just want to skip all the, like all the mechanical stuff that I know a story has to have, mm-hmm. and I just want to get to the things I'm super excited. I just want to about. get to the beats. Yeah, like but the, you, yeah. imagine that the audience like it opens with a title, and then you get to like the coolest scene. Like you just jump to the cool scene in the movie, <laughs> yeah. and then it ends, and they're like, "What in the fuck was that?" And you're like, "But that's the best that's part." That's what I that's like. The best yeah. part. Yeah. <laughs> that's called a short film, folks. <laughs> yeah. And like you know, it's not what you know. It's not what I intended, but it's that's sometimes where I'm at, and it's it's really um, it's alarming because I'm yeah. like my. It's not that I'm not interested in the story, or is it lazy? Do I not want to tell the whole thing? Is it that I don't... I know that I have to get, like... I have to introduce characters, and I have to, like, grow them, and I have to, like, put them on a journey. But ultimately, I just want to fucking cut character A's limb off in this way, and I think it'd be really cool if it looked like that. And it's like, that's not good enough. You know, people need... Story is... That should supersede everything.
2: Yeah. But sometimes
0: I struggle with, like,
2: just what I'm seeing. Like, what... I agree because when if I'm if I'm like trying to make something and you know it's it's always starts off ambitious like okay I'm going to have this cool intro and it's going to sound like this really cool way and then and then it's like I've been listening to the same thing I'm listening to the same like 8 second loop for like 45 minutes like this sucks yeah and it's like what did these other but i we all love songs that have long intros and have this like something in the air tonight that song doesn't even kick off until like almost two minutes yeah. phil collins says that drum fill it's the only reason you listen to that song <laughs> yeah. if the song just had the drum fill in the beginning it probably wouldn't be that good yeah. but it's like why can't i have the foresight to see that from like a bird's eye view and be like no, no no it's cool like just let this build but like we're our own worst critic, but it's also really hard to be our best praisers too when something is really good. Yeah. I find that difficult to be like, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. It's just not that good. Or to say to say that it is good, right. that that's really hard too.
0: And, you know, and, and like I think about this often, this is like, it's such a timely subject actually, which is, which is rad that we're talking about it because since like 2020, like since Shepard came out and did its whole, you know, like, VOD running everything on prime. And, um, that was a shameless plug. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that was a, that was, that was, was a good movie. I did not mean to, to plug it on prime, but like since it came, I was excited, obviously audience, I was excited that it was on prime. Available <laughs> um, on Amazon. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll link yeah. in my bio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, was, it, it that came out and was like, you're, you, I was feeling like I need to do something else. So, uh, we wrote something, um, Actually, I didn't, I didn't even tell you guys this. This is this is kind of fun. We wrote a script based on a podcast,
1: and oh. it was it was
0: based on my experience from the last show. So I got to see kind of how a podcast worked, and it, like uh, we wrote a horror script um, based on that, uh, and it's it's really fun. But that's about the only thing that we finished, and the rest was just ideas, um, just trying to figure out like what happens to go down, or have this idea and have that idea, and the one thing I learned from all of that is like, you know, cause I'm trying to find the perfect idea and I'm trying to get excited about it and just finish it. The only thing you can do is, is just finish the worst stuff, like just finishing it. And mm-hmm. I struggle with that because who wants to finish something knowing that it's not going to be good. Well, that's just, that's part of the the layering and refining. That is not to be pretentious. That is the art. It's like, like
2: the building character right. version of like your dad telling you to go and pull weeds or something. Right. It's like,
0: be- because and yeah. i and i agree with that because and i say that cuz i always argue that art isn't so much about what other people get out of it that happens to be a cool byproduct but i think what it is no matter what you're doing if you're a, a painter a sculptor a filmmaker a musician um, you know anything that is anything's about anything that is, is about an action that is self-induced right like art to me is about the action it's about doing the work because the satisfaction, you may say, oh, I've done nothing but shitty stuff, right? I've, I've been putting out shitty music, or I can't get it right. But imagine if I told you for three months you can't make any music at all. How would that, that would make you yeah. feel so fucking bad. The fact that you can make shit music and be unhappy with it, like subliminally or subconsciously, I think is actually still feeding you. Hmm. And when I'm not doing something... Um, That's when the old, hi, how are you? I'm depression. Yeah. Nice to meet you. You know, Mm. it's like, oh, I've seen you before. You fuck. Like, I don't want to deal with that. Mm -hmm. That's when I get sort of down. So I've learned that, like, just putting the work into a a draft or a outline or something is much better than just, like, thinking about it all the time. Even though thinking about it is, like, mostly my process. I'll think about something for a year.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. And I'm like, okay, it might be worth, like... Writing down,
2: are you are you like a pen to paper write down, or are you like in a notes taker and yeah. your phone? It's, or it's
0: always yeah, it's always in my notes. Um, yeah. Pen to pa- I like I love the pen to paper idea. Like I know that's kind of I know that's sort of like Tarantino's thing where he like he'll write an entire screenplay. He'll buy a, a notepad and like a bunch of pens, yeah. and i will write the whole fucking movie.
2: It's a romantic idea for sure to write everything. Like, it is. It with is. A, like a fucking quill. Yeah, like. exactly.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. Harry <laughs> Potter? Yeah. With, with like ink drops everywhere. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, with a with candlelight. With, the, with the a <laughs>
2: yeah, you know,
0: whiskey. Yeah, whiskey. It, it, you know, it's that sounds awesome. Um, but it's not It's not realistic for me. There's, you know, you never know when an idea is going to strike. And thank God technology is there to help. Mm-hmm. So I have all of these unfinished, like 2 a.m., one thirty in the morning, right before bed ideas of like, you know, uh, it, it, one I was just looking at the other day was like uh, Jesus returns. A uh, already, but it's a slasher. <laughs> oh, that was like my note. I was like, I was, that was like, it. I was like, oh,
1: Passion fuck. of the Christ too. <laughs> no, I was like, yeah.
0: I was like, what the fuck? And I, like, I then I had the trouble of like, what did I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but and, and when I was looking at the timestamp, and it was like one forty five in the morning. I don't know what I was doing, clearly thinking about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, also slasher film. And, and I was like, so I'm thinking that maybe the Messiah returns, but he's pissed and he just starts murdering people. Um, <laughs> he's,
1: God, he's, I love he's, it. He's pissed.
0: <laughs> so I'm like, this, this could be, maybe that's what I was looking for, you know, and I never got, I never got past that. That's it. That was my pitch. Christ returns, but it's a slasher <laughs> at one forty-five in the morning. That was like <laughs> as far as they I could, could be. Know. You, yeah, I guess like that yeah. is weird. But those are the things well, well. where you know, I guess even if you write it down, that is cathartic in some way. Mm-hmm. But I think finishing it, even if it's bad, it's probably good for all of us. All of us that that like to be creative. I don't care if you like if you like to color or, like I said, paint, sculpt, whatever it is, whatever is artistic and, and gets you to ooze something creative that that i think that's the catharsis i think that's what it's all about i don't ever think sure there's commercial art you can get hired to make things for people Mm -hmm. but that's not like the pure art that's not the art that saves your soul like you know this sounds funny but that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about the stuff that keeps you from literally bumming out because you can't be you or you've you're struggling with yourself but you gotta just do it you know and and i'm I'm saying that because I know I should and I haven't done enough of that, but that's just sort of the thing that bumps me.
2: Do you journal like a per, like I don't want to say diary, but maybe do you like diary or journal or anything? Like I've, I've, I've felt like I've wanted to do that for a long mm-hmm. time. Um, just cause it does it. There's something like about it that yeah. just would feel good. But I'm like, my hand's going to hurt. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to write it down i can i can't read my writing yeah. like this just sucks would you but, not
1: get as much out of it if you typed it no i
2: don't think i would i think i, I think, so I, would to, I, think like, I would have to i think i would have to handwrite it. it's like writing an angry reason. letter and yeah. never sending it yeah
0: <laughs> well i mean thank god people did because like you wouldn't imagine how much history we wouldn't have if people didn't journal <laughs> true you know what i mean yeah. like you would have like no accounts but in some aspects but i think that um you bring up something that i've always wondered is like people who journal versus people that don't. What's their psychiatric outlook? I'm wondering if people who journal like mm-hmm. actually fare better in life, because maybe there's something about like just you're not talking to somebody else, but you're you're not bottling it up either. Yeah, you know. And, and I'm not. Like, this they're they're
1: is, mentally healthier. Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And
0: this is I'm not playing psychiatrist. It's just yeah. something. I, it's a something. Just an I observation. Yeah, yeah. Like I wonder if that makes a difference. Hmm. You know. And by the way, I don't do it, but I, I agree with you, and I and I would like to also. Uh, my version of journaling is just writing a thought down every now and then, yeah. but I don't track my emotions, feelings, or my days. Got it. Which which would probably be kind of cool to look back at and see. Yeah.
2: I, yeah, know? but the the like enormity of like oh yeah, it would be cool to look back in a year and see what I'm doing, but like I gotta do that every day.
0: Oh, yeah, like say, or every
2: look, other day, like maybe, yeah, maybe you could do like once a week,
0: yeah, yeah, but well,
2: yeah, so, so let's set the bar low once a month, let's once back. every six months, every new year's. I do it
0: <laughs> well, what, Here's every the, decade. Here's the worst part is you look back and you're like, that seems like the same spot I'm in now, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, did
2: I copy? Is this the same, yeah. delete, <laughs> control <laughs> like C. <the> C, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're just going to move that one over. It, it applies. It applies. Still
0: sad. How about not as sad? <laughs> just like, uh, let's just archive that. Yeah. Because you know, that would be my big fear, is is looking back and just it being, like, I have no arc.
2: Like, no evolution of yourself nope. or
0: emotion. And who the fuck wants to see that? Because uh-huh. you're just like, you know, as people, you want to think, yeah, you know, like 2020 was way worse than, you know, 2022, or, you know, and, and you're like, that's... Uh, I'm actually have the same feelings. I, I still have the same problems. I haven't addressed any of, you know, I got to close out the application.
2: You know? Um, yeah. The yeah.
0: It's just, that was, that would not be
1: good for me.
2: Do you think from like a finishing standpoint, from like a, a script or an idea in my head, I would have that maybe finishing, like getting to the finish line of that mm-hmm. is very difficult. And like, to me someone who does not write clearly that seems like unattainable to like have an idea cuz you said like oh i got to finish the bad ones it's like even to finish a bad song i mean if i really wanted to finish it it would take me like 2 hours yeah like that's that that can't possibly be it for like finishing a bad idea or bad script
0: yeah i mean it what i i guess what i mean by that is um you're in your own way mm-hmm. because who else is saying it's bad mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's just us because we're like, and I think it's because we can't, we haven't thought through it yet. Um, which then goes the argument of whether you should outline a movie or you should just fucking go gangbusters and just start writing. And just see where you go. You know, I always love those quotes where they're like, I hate to use Tarantino again, but he, I just happened to see this quote recently where he's like, it's hard not to use. I know he's such a, he's, you know, God mode, but it's like, he's like, I just let my characters, I just, I do, I do, you know my story one foot in front of the other, and let my characters walk. And I'm like, motherfucker. No, you don't. No, Shut up. stop that. They just <laughs> you fucking liar. Like you, you never struggled. That your characters. I mean, what do you do? You open a book, and all of a sudden you close your eyes, and you just you just start fucking writing. Yeah. You know, like like it's just like you can't. Yeah. <laughs> your your arms just go bizarro and start writing <laughs> stories. Like that's magical. Then again, I think you know he's a pretty magical filmmaker, so maybe there's something to that. But I think you got to finish the things that you think aren't good because what if they, what if they take you somewhere? Yeah. You know, but if you outline it, then you fucking know that it's bad
2: (laughs) because you're like, you can like, yeah, yeah. You either finish it and confirm it's bad or finish it and get some sort of experience. out of it. Right. So the
0: outlining is like, and that's something I tend to do more than not. Like, uh, I would say that, you know, I know like this is what's going to happen. Then this, then that, and then they can't, or, you know, the story can't go here because of that, so it's got to go here. And so you have this idea of the trajectory of, of the story, whereas if you just start writing it, you may get there the same way, but it is a bit more of a surprise. I think you can kind of hone it and craft it in a in a more rudimentary way with an outline. But some folks are just able to, some screenwriters are able to just, uh, just work on it all the way through, like yeah. make changes. They're very dynamic. I don't... And I don't know if there's a better way. I think it's just very personal.
2: Yeah. I find it difficult to, like... I think I had this, like, realization when I was in my... Maybe, like, late teens. Because I was, like, playing guitar. Maybe, like, when I was in high school, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I was playing guitar and, like, John Mayer. I love John Mayer, the way he plays, his songwriting, mm-hmm. whatever. Say what you want about it. We've had this conversation a yeah. million times. John Mayer's amazing and yeah. he's a great guitar player, whatever. It's like, you're never gonna play like him. So just accept that. Like... No one's ever going to write like Tarantino. No yeah. one's ever going to direct or write a film like Spielberg. It's like, once you, but like, it's, it's hard because it's like, do you just delete the goalpost? Do you delete that altogether? And then it's like, well, now what do I have to strive for? Or do you realize like, okay, stop trying to be like them and just be yourself. Yeah. That's really, that, that's hard to navigate too. Sure. Because, you know sure so you, you'll watch a movie or listen to ID and you'll get inspired. Same thing. Like I'll listen to a song and I'll get inspired. And, like I kind of want to write a song like this. And then sometimes it does take me somewhere else. Or sometimes I end up making the same fucking song. I just heard like literally I'm like, okay, now this is, is like a rip off of that song. Like, yeah. I mean, props to me for, I guess being able to like do it, <laughs> take it in my brain and put it in here. And it sounds exactly like that, but that's hard too.
1: Yeah. John Mayer did that to you too. Yeah. He stole a lot. Stole a I guess soul. a lot of, a lot. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, I think maybe it's harder to get away with in music. It might be easier to get away with in filmmaking to like take certain ideas and yeah, kind of regurgitate like
0: probably copy them. But probably because I think in film it's so it, it's so subtle and uh you know in in music it's like you've got a couple minutes and you know obviously music is very hooky right mm-hmm. like because yeah. the hooks are the hooks and like you know them or like in film you know you could have a great hook and get into the movie and then it could just it could. Go real south. Like yeah. music doesn't typically do that. Like there's not a, like at least for me, I can't remember a song where I'm like, I love, I love the first thirty seconds, and then I just fucking hate the rest of the song. <laughs> oh, like, I've I, never
2: felt like man, that.
1: that's weird. I can think of
0: but, see, but that's me though. Songs
1: like that. <laughs> I was like, you, you talk about every time we do an album review, you're like, yeah, I love the beginning, hate the rest, I hate the rest, yeah. That's but that's funny. what I'm
0: talking about, right? Because that's um, it obviously shows where um, uh, like the things that we love more. Like you, very, you obviously love music. It's very important to you. Mm-hmm. So you could see a song or listen to a song and be like, "Yeah, I love, I love how this song starts, but I don't really love how it finishes." And I wonder if that's the artist in you or if that's the listener in you. Like, I, and I don't know, and I don't even know if you know how to separate them. I can't do that. Like, it's hard for me. I to, don't think I can either. Yeah. I because anybody that can is like uh, a freak. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's because like you you sort of dissect things in a. It's just natural to dissect stuff because you're like I want to know how to do that.
2: Yeah, I wanna and know you're how they did it. and you're not really trained to like compartmentalize stuff as like an artist. Like you're you're kind of you're you're trying to be a sponge all the time, and then yeah. like unsqueeze that sponge onto whatever it is you're trying right. to do. But trying to compartmentalize like listening and the writing, and then like when you're writing and doing stuff too, trying to like. Okay, this sucks. This doesn't, but like them together, yeah, that's it. Just it can get kind of a whole thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and, and it's not like we're using artists. Like we're, it, it's not to be. It's not <laughs> yeah, douchebaggery. It's, it's, no, it's, it's not. It's I don't, not. Yeah, and no. I don't. You know, I would. I would hate for anybody to think like, oh, they fenced themselves artists. It's uh, like no. Yeah. It's just an easy way to describe like a creative. Some, person, yeah, somebody I guess. who's creative that Someone's outputs, creative, yeah. or even if you want to make it really not sound douchebaggery, just say that there's a lot of struggle and mental health issues with uh, trying to be creative. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's part of, you know, at least my way of dealing with just stuff, anxiety, whatever, like real life shit mm-hmm. is to just be creative or find a way to tap into things that interest me. Um, but I, I do think that, you know, finishing something that, you know, you can be proud of um, that you finished it, that you got to the finish line. It's just like those people that do those like Tough Mudder runs mm-hmm. and those you know, yeah. fucking, what are they? Uh, Iron, Iron Iron Man. Iron Giant. Yeah, yeah. whatever it is. Spartan like, Race. Yeah, <laughs> where basically yeah. you go up and you, you die twice and mm-hmm. then you get revived and finish the race. Mm-hmm. You have a beer afterwards. Good beer. Yeah, exactly. And you get a fucking t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, the t-shirt <laughs> you is like, t-shirt. yeah, like that's what it's, if you wear the t-shirt and every time you look in the mirror, you're like, fucking died twice, got the shirt. Hell yeah. Worth it. Yeah, worth it. But to some people it is. It is. So I can't tell them like, I feel the same way yeah. about the things that are important to me, you know? And that would be like, that would be filmmaking, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, like I would recommend it to people, like probably, yeah, go die twice, get the shirt, um, but get the shirt. Get the shirt. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just get it. Because that will make you, that will make you believe in yourself and just maybe you'll write another one or create another something.
1: Or die a third time.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like, have you ever heard, um like kevin smith one of his responses was someone's like hey i want to be a director and you know whether you like kevin smith or not this was good advice he's like grab a camera go outside shoot something you're a director and (laughs) it was like it was like mind blowing to the person who asked the question (laughs) because they're like it's that easy it's like yep the only difference is that you know kevin smith and nobody has seen what you've done yeah you know it's Hmm. it's just not i don't think anything is impossible yeah but I think we are our own problem. I find myself in my way all the time, like constantly, yeah, and creatively. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like I do the comparison thing too much, too. Yeah, you look at other young independent filmmakers or people your age, and you're like, "Dude, everybody is seeing their stuff. Like that's so great for them. How fucking awesome! Mm-hmm. I wish I could make a movie that good." Yeah. Or and it's like that is not it's, what. it's Yeah, about.
2: again, that goalpost. Yeah. It's it's yeah. hard to it's hard to like. Do I keep it so close in frame where now it's like in my way and now it's all I can think about or just far enough away where it seems out of reach, but I still know about it? Or do I just get rid of it altogether and just say like, just go forward and don't worry about other people. I think that's probably
0: easier said than done, Yeah, but I think you're on uh, some golden shit right there. Like don't have the goalpost. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, when I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day about goals In general, just, like, life goals and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, the one thing that I've noticed about people and their goals that make other people feel like shit is that, like, people try to attribute – like, they try to to be oppressive with their goals. Like, my goal is to be, you know, this. And, like, you should, too. Like, I'm, you know, like, my goal is to be, like, the healthiest fucking person on (laughs) earth and show up to CrossFit every day. You should do the same. And it's like, no, your goal should be personal. Your goal should be your goals should be important to you. And if your goals are important to you as as people, we'll grow and we'll get along if we don't become oppressive with our goals. Because it's sort of just like recommending how to somebody should live. <laughs> yeah. Which is not like optimal. Yeah. You know not. nobody wants to really hear that. But if you keep your goals personal, I do think that like that's that's better. And by keeping it personal, you, you're removing the goalpost. I think you're moving it completely. Like You're, you're just making it like, I want to do, I want to finish this. Not, I want to be, I want to make something as good as that person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because then you're kind of doing the other thing. And um, it's not helpful. No. You know, but it's, it's like such an important, it's an important conversation we should all have with ourselves. <laughs> and I don't think we do.
1: You
2: know? yeah it's i think yeah i mean not to get too philosophical i think it, I, know. I think a lot of people just don't do it until it's too late yeah and it's ways you're said than done not saying that i've done it not saying that any of us have done it but yeah it's like do you really want to be that person that is past their prime quote unquote or yeah. their intellectual whatever prime yeah and go like oh shit i should have just done that thing you know i i've, I've yeah. i feel like getting closer to our 30s i'm personally having like a lot of moments where I'm like, you know, I should just do it, or you know what, I should just say this thing to this person, like not not in an asshole way, but you know, we yeah. all are like, nah, maybe I'm not gonna ask. It's like, eh, what's gonna happen? They're gonna say no. They're gonna say yes. Like, just shoot your shot, ask your question, do the thing. Yeah. Like, set a goal. Like, yeah, because um, it, it it's, it's fast. easier said than done. But
0: and it is, and it, and things things move fast, and uh, you know, the one, the one regret, I don't think you ever want to have from my experience is like wondering why like like or we're not wondering why but like wondering what if Mm -hmm. like what what if i did or what if i didn't there's so many things i look back and i'm like i wonder what if i would have just like knocked on the door of this one person or just actually went and said hey during this one you know meeting when i saw somebody and when i was down trying to you know get things made and in la like I wonder what would happen if I was a little more aggressive. Yeah. Instead of, you know, trying to just. Play get, it cool. Yeah, get like, by on my high mm-hmm. fives and my fucking thumbs up. Yeah. You know, like, that didn't work. But then again, I would also don't know if I'd want to try to change who I was to fit into something that wouldn't be me. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I'd feel, like, weird about that or if I'd have that regret. Yeah. But, um, like, I just know that, like, I don't like what ifs. And I've I've learned to be like, even if you know, even if I didn't like the outcome, be kind of nice to, to have the answer to at least know. Yeah, that you, yeah, that you tried. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying like, what if like I killed that guy, would be applicable. <laughs> Stay away from that one. Yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> well, maybe, maybe just don't maybe <laughs> don't find out on that one. <laughs> right. So Sam Sam's got it. Sam's got a dark side. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> I did come up with that. so <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm very excited to get into.
0: There's... Um, to, to cap that off, there's one thing that I think is um, ultimately the most important part of, like, dealing with our creative anxieties, and that is uh, not to leave them in the lurch. Like, don't ignore you know, your insatiable creative appetites, like yeah. just do it. Like, I mean, sometimes you feel like, Oh, I'm, you know, I really want to, you know, I really want to color or I really want to do something but like I'm not good. I'm, I'll never be good at it. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm such a product of being in my own way too. Yeah. And I think we all are. And I yeah. think like everybody should just, just do something. Yeah. You know,
2: that makes you, so this is something that I've been trying to get out of Sam for a long time, or find out. But like, I don't know what your creative outlet is, so it's like really weird. Like, I'm talking about my music. He's yeah. talking about his filmmaking. Like, I don't like. Do you? I know we've I've asked you a bunch of times, and it seems like it always gets not dodged or the answer is just no.
1: No, I mean my, my biggest creative outlet is design.
2: But I mean, do you, are you like do it? Like, do you have
1: like do you have do you have like that? My, my like, issue is being in my own way and just being like I don't have time to do it right now. Or or what's the point? No, because I, I know that what the point I want to do with it is is create stuff. I like I love creating logos. Mm-hmm. Like that's my thing. And the the thing that gets in my head is, well anybody can do it, so why does anybody want to pay me to do it? What's the point? Got it. But that's that's where I go with it.
0: Hmm. Yeah. That's an e- that's an easy one to, to, yeah. to spot while you're in your way because it's well, like remove the monetary aspect exactly. and like all of a sudden it's not a problem. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but it's from where you're sitting, like that's a huge problem. Right. And I get that. Even though I can sit here and be like, dude, who cares? Stop worrying about getting paid. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, dude. That's like saying don't have anxiety attacks. Yeah, like it's not e- it's not easy. Yeah. you know, like so you have you have these um, these things that are you know that you're attributing to you have reasons you know why you can't do something, and that's really fucking hard. Even though people have their ideas of like how to get out of your own way, like it's just hard to do. Yeah, and I think because we've had so many years of being in our own way. You know, Mm. excuses are, excuses are part of us. You know, we're people.
2: Yeah, it's, it's weird. We're like, as people, as like humans, we're very habitual Mm -hmm. and we don't like change, but for some reason, change for the most part is always like better. It seems like, right? Especially when, when you can control the change, it's like, oh yeah, like, why didn't I do that? Like five years earlier? Yeah. I just didn't want to, or I didn't think it'd be good. It's like, you know. It's, it's like, we're all victims of that because we're all people, but
0: yeah. Like work, like how many people in the pandemic you hear on like a, the radio or just people, you know, maybe they're like, yeah, I, I, I quit my job. And at first you're like, Ooh, uh, yeah. Like, um, you know, why, what happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what like, they do to you. <laughs> yeah, they're like, it just, I felt, you know, I didn't want this anymore. And I just, uh, you know, nothing could get worse than being in a pandemic, you know at, at this point so i just went for it and like they're happier yeah and sometimes you wonder and that's a, one of those what ifs mm-hmm. right like what if i what if i quit my job and just went for it yeah um now i can say that i did that cuz at one point i did actually stop working and went and like made films um and it, I, I actually attempted to make more than i made i should say that okay um and uh so now i have that off my list like i know what it's like to to absolutely have uh, nothing and um, trying to chase your dreams, but I, I did it, yeah. you know, not to say that everybody should do that, but I think that you should have that conversation with yourself. Yeah. Um, and you should, should get out of your way and, and, and if you can and just, you know, jump for the, jump for the first time if you never have. Yeah. Um, and, and that's going to happen for, I think everybody like at a different time. I don't think there's any right time to do it for you. It may be when you're fucking 46, mm-hmm. you know, for you, it could be when you're 30, you know, um,
2: there's going to be a leap of faith moment. Yeah, and, at some point. Yeah. yeah,
0: and I and I think those are probably, again, that, in my opinion, I I just think those are good, and like you guys said, there's there's usually good that comes from it. Yeah. Usually, but it's scary. It is. Yeah. You know, because you just have to rely on. Well, you can't rely on anything, but you have to know that this is something you want to do. Yeah.
2: You
0: know. Nice.
2: Um shift gears yeah what have you been watching
0: (laughs) in a nutshell i guess
2: okay well tv shows movies favorites not favorites
0: okay i'll start with um i'll start with my i'll just give you a couple of my favorites of the year cool or the end of the year so far so my favorite film of the year so far which i just saw recently when it's theatrically was um the green knight what is it the green knight
1: Mm. yeah you told me about this it's
0: fucking phenomenal Okay. phenomenal film um, it's uh, Arthurian mythology uh, it's the story of Sir Gallen, Um and that's um, that is essentially a meditation on revenge family living up to a, a name a journey it's it's all of these great things uh, wrapped into uh, this really transportive like just very art house, but at the same time, um, just beautifully shot and wonderfully acted, um, film. It it is, is just a, it's an absolute gorgeous movie. Um, but I think it's just so like, it's like meditative Hmm. in a way. And I don't know if you've ever seen, did you ever see, um, Oh, I want to, I might botch this. I think it's called a ghost story. Oh, is that on Netflix? It might be on Netflix.
2: I think I put that on my list to watch at one point, and then I started it, and I was like, ah, "I not into it." Yeah. But if it's the same one, is it is it the story about like this couple that's living in this house? It starts out with them living in this house. Correct.
0: Okay. Okay. That's okay. I,
2: I know that's like every movie. Cool. But like, <laughs> <I was> like <laughs> what, sorry, what movie but is that? I, I, st- I started it because yeah. I read the caption and see, and it seemed kind of cool.
0: So, um, this is Dave Lowry, same same director. Um, so his, that movie. So a ghost story, which I was, for some reason, my dyslexia wants to call like a ghost, a ghost movie or a ghost ghostbusters. Yes. Yeah, something like <laughs> it's like, ghost cause Busters. it's such a, it's very close to a generic name, but the movie is far from generic. It's also very meditative and also kind of contemplates like past choices and sort of like the idea of love, you know, and, and the eternal aspect of it and whatnot. Um, That's a movie that I loved so much. I never want to see it again.
2: A ghost story? Yeah. Okay. I
0: I I liked it. I liked it so much in that it captured like a maybe it was just the timing, just captured something I was missing about like identifying like love and history and how how maybe there is something you know after this life, but at the same time, it didn't ask you to be religious. It just—it was just sort of the, the moral quandary. So I love that movie. I'll never watch that movie again because of how it made me feel. I can't—I could never take that again. Got it. That is—that's a very powerful film. Hmm. So love that movie. And then now you get to the Green Knight, which is, like I said, just a very trans transformative movie. Like takes you into the world of this character on this journey, and it has all of these like archetypal things that he runs into. You know, it's a quest that he's—that he's on that's based on a an agreement that he makes with this knight that shows up on i think it's a uh, i want to say christmas eve um out of nowhere the green knight and based on their their sort of action reaction there's an agreement that's made and the knight says basically you have to come meet me at this certain day um and it's all about his journey to the green knight And sort of the, you know, the, the trials and tribulations of life, but it's, it's, it's much more than that, I think. I mean, not only is it a great looking film, well acted, but it just has this, it just has this appeal of like, what, um, what a, what a journey is for people and, you know, and and sort of how simple we can, how something simple can take us, uh, you know, it can change our trajectory, just a simple interaction Um, and it's, it's just a wonderful movie. Uh, I'm not doing it the justice it needs, but it is, it is probably my favorite film of the year.
2: Okay.
1: And then,
0: yeah. And then, um, interestingly enough, uh, lamb, which I know you guys have not seen, so I'm not going to like spoil anything. That movie is just so fucking weird. It's called lamb. Yeah. It's, it's so a 24. I love their, I love their movies. Um, and he, I guess you call me a fanboy of their stuff, but I feel like they don't. You know, other movies feel similar, but I think that's kind of their bread and butter. You know, they're What other movies has, have they done? <clears throat> well, so they. I mean, they did like the, you saw the lighthouse.
2: Got it. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, that
1: was a trip.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Such a weird movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird movie. Um, you saw Hereditary. We've yeah. talked about okay, this. Yeah, okay, yeah. so that's kind of their wheelhouse, right? These really almost offbeat genre pictures. Um, and so like this is this is a company that I think they thrive on letting independent filmmakers, you know, come in and tell their stories, but they have to like maybe check the balance of like commercially weird, and I, that's like a zone that I like to live in. Yeah. You know, like yeah. enough what, people what, were in the theater. Yeah. And so lamb is essentially the story of a, of a hybrid, like a a hybrid child that's part lamb, part kid. And it just goes from there. It's just, oh. it's, just it, <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> wow. Weird. That sounds weird. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it, you know, and, and again, I can't really get into it, but it's, um, it's like one of the best films on the definition of, of of a parent uh, or of what a parent means, um, and what what the job of a parent is or isn't, right? And that movie was just so fucking bizarro that you kind of there's like a shot in that movie that that I've not been able to like shake because it's just so weird. But at the same now time, I watch it. But <laughs> what, what's so cool about that movie is you're hearing me say it's so weird, but at the same time. The part that's weird, is like, actually, the thing that doesn't matter. That that's actually like the least important part of the film. That's just sort of the, uh, that's just sort of the the hook, I think. But the big picture, after you watch it, if you see what I saw, like you might get something different out of it because it's that type of film. But you might go, either one or two things. Holy shit, um, like I'm not gonna have kids. Or I don't know if I'm ready for this. I don't understand parents, or maybe you have mom and dad issues that, that might fuck you up. Um, or you're gonna go. That's just some weird shit. On to the next thing. You know, it could be one of those two emotions that you you know you could evoke. Okay. Hmm. Um, sounds like something I should probably put on my list to watch. That I, sounds, I like that it. Sounds good. A yeah. lot. Um, I, w- I would say it's you know one of the better one of the better films of the year. And again, those are two like you know two films that that i loved. Yeah. Um the other thing which i was watching last night um which i really dug and it's on Netflix and i don't watch a lot of series just because of the time, you know, typically just too much to invest in a a series. Um but now with with uh, binging it's a little easier if mm-hmm. you can just devote, you know, time. Anyways, there's the uh the raincoat killer. Are you familiar heard, with I haven't this? I've heard of that, mm-hmm.
2: no. So there's so much stuff on Netflix. Oh, there and is. Th- Hulu so, yeah. So I H- wouldn't. HBO.
0: I wouldn't say that I was like enamored by the documentary. Like it. It's hard because it is. um It's definitely there's subtitles and there's also the dubbing. But the dub, like dubbing, works if the voice. If the voice works. If the voice doesn't work, dubbing is like fucking curse. Just <laughs> hard. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. True. Yeah. It makes it. It that. makes <laughs> it so bad that even a documentary can be ruined. Cause I'm sitting there going, I really like the content. This was really invigorating and, and kind of scary, but I got to turn it back to Korean because and do subtitles. Yeah. Cause yeah, Korean's I mean, way better. It's more natural. And that's how I like to watch foreign films anyhow. But a documentary is like, you're there's a lot going on. So sometimes hearing, you know, the audible aspect is important. I'm um, still out to track. So it's, Anyways, there's a guy who went around – and this guy like in the 2000s in in South Korea called the Raincoat Killer, went around and just fucking murdered like people at random, Um, snuck into their home, beat the shit out with hammers uh, and just buried them in this location or actually all over this part of South Korea. And uh, they caught him and he escaped and then they caught him again. But they could. Sounds a lot like Bundy. (laughs) Yeah, but like they could, exactly. Uh, But they couldn't, like, they couldn't figure him out for the longest time because they're like, their forensics and their approach to this type of crime is a little different. Um, But the thing I was most uh, taken aback by was I have no idea why he's called the Raincoat (laughs) (laughs) Killer. Like, the only reason I can think of is every time, like, they show him when he's with police, he's wearing a yellow raincoat. But I'm, in that's my head, I'm thinking, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, this is so scary. Like he went into, he put on his raincoat and he went and he got his tools and then he murdered people with a raincoat. Even when there was, maybe the sun was shining. Like,
1: I'm maybe. thinking maybe he killed only people wearing raincoats. Yeah, well, there you go. Oh, I, I, I like yeah. that. <laughs>
0: that's, that's another, that could have been another thing. But yet you look at it and you're like, this doesn't. It's not tracking for me. I don't. I. I don't know. Like I want. We wanted, just
2: like alliteration. Yeah. As a society to with our serial killers. I just like, want to know. Like, like you don't pro- have a cool name. Like I'm not going to take you seriously.
1: It's <laughs> one of those things. Where I was, like getting very frustrated because I'm like I need. That's to- why Zodiac got so much press.
2: Yeah. <laughs> cool name. People kept calling him the Poncho Killer, and he was like, "It's Raincoat <laughs> Killer."
1: Raincoat. That's one word. You know, Poncho, poncho
2: killers not have the it's not just, have.
0: This is <laughs> one of those things I was like waiting for them to for the payoff. I never. It. I didn't get it. Oh shit. Um. I'm not. I'm not finished with it, but I mean, I'm far enough to be like, man. If they're not talking about this shit now,
1: like, <laughs> it's not gonna. I, happen. Look,
2: I gotta know about this goddamn ring code. <laughs> yeah.
0: Did I miss it somewhere? because yeah. like, it's new. It's it's just recent. I think it was recently put on a Netflix, and it's it's a hard, It's a slog. Like, it's not. It's nothing like the, um, uh, the Night Stalker, docu series that that was released. I think it was last year. Yeah, I haven't seen that. that. I watched that good. one. It was that actually did. scary.
1: Yeah. That was good.
0: I was like, it gave me a little bit of like I was like, ooh,
2: like Just bad, bad feelings. Yeah,
0: this is like this is scary because it's you know it it really gives you a a wholesome not a wholesome but a whole like view of Los Angeles like and and where this guy creeped and crawled.
2: Is it based on somebody that's real or is it yeah like yeah a,
0: yeah okay? Was that,
1: that one that uh, Jonesy was talking about yesterday? That that serial killer. I don't remember. Remember, oh, there's the Night Stalker. Oh. And there's the original Night Stalker because yeah. this guy oh, yeah. was kind of a copycat, but he just took the same name. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And then you know the media
0: gives them these names so they can track him. Um, but Richard Ramirez. killings. Yeah. yeah. Richard Ramirez is the the Night Stalker. Yeah. Um, but like it's just it's just very scary to think about um, this guy going around and murdering people. But what's what's even scarier is the 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 heavy air in those cities in the pandemonium, like that part is always scary to me. Atmosphere is, is I think the best tool, right? Mm-hmm. Because atmosphere is, um, you don't even have to see anything. You have to hear about it. It puts you on alert. Every you're, you're attributing everything weird to that. You know, it just, it's sort of in a way it's fun if you're sick, but you know, like, but it's not fun if it's real, Yeah. you yeah. know, but like, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Cause it's like, that's why horror movies are great is because you can, Your promise, you're probably gonna live, you know, through, throughout the when the movie's done, you know, you you, you get to live. So yeah, that I thought that the raincoat, raincoat killer was, um, was pretty awesome. Like, just is a story, Mm -hmm. but just no fucking payoff. Yeah, just. But (laughs) but those are the things I was, I've been, you know, I gave you my two favorites, and then I gave the thing I'm currently watching. So I didn't, because I could go on forever and waste everybody's time. Got it. What about you?
2: I've watched a bunch of stuff. I finally, like, made a list of all these movies that I'm sure he's, you've told him about. I don't know. I, I made a list of, like, all these classic movies yeah. that I've never seen. Um, the list is, I mean, I could get it up. for am going go through all of them. But, like, I finally watched Pulp Fiction, Django. Mm. Um, I just watched *Goodwill Hunting, The Departed, Ray. Um, One Hour Photo was good, which you Great need movie. to watch. Yeah, it's yeah, the one Robin yeah. Williams. Yeah, he's
0: he's absolutely creepy.
2: Um, I don't know. I've I've watched I've watched a bunch of really solid movies, um, TV shows. We just watched. Um, do you have HBO Max? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you seen The White Lotus?
0: No, I mean I know about
2: it. You know about it? Yeah. yeah. I've
0: heard it's quite good.
2: It is good, and I like it because it's kind of short. It's like six episodes, mm-hmm. and then it's done, and that's it. And it's quirky. It's weird. Love yeah. the dialogue in it. There's all this like. The dialogue in it seems pointless, but it's such a real conversation. Like, it it doesn't feel like these people are sitting at this dinner table having this deliberate conversation for the audience. It's like, no, this conversation really means nothing, but it also means everything because you get to see the dynamic of, like, it's not even moving the story along, really. It's just, like, placating to the relationship between the son and the dad and the daughter and her friend and all this stuff. So, Hmm. I really like that show. I'm watching... um, righteous gemstones right now it's yeah. kind of a just a stupid comedy to watch but yeah. i like danny mcbride a lot he's funny i don't know have you seen that
0: i i know about it uh, yeah. i've not watched it there's
2: just so there's so much just so much content it's yeah. like where do you even begin like where do you even start but
0: content overload yeah i mean we're, we're really rapidly is. approaching like the point where sometimes because i stopped watching the news months ago i just <laughs> i just stopped yeah. I did, like cold turkey was like i can't do it So I haven't watched the news and I don't know how I I think
2: the last time I watched the news was like the debate on CNN, the old place I used to live.
0: Yeah. Yeah, And I just stopped, you know, I just couldn't do it anymore. So I try to fill my time with stuff that I really, that I find important. And when I sit down to watch a movie and it's like, it depends on where I'm watching. If I'm watching like in my den, then I kind of have an idea of what I want to watch. But if I'm sitting out in the front room, you know, I got kids coming by and so I don't want to put on something that's totally inappropriate Which is most of the stuff that I like. Um, (laughs) You know, so so you end up, like, just going through, like, it's just whatever you want. It's, like, at the snap of a finger. Like, it's there. You can watch anything.
2: It's, like, it's the same thing, like, today I was at the gym. Got Spotify. Every song I could ever imagine, I'm, like, I don't even know like what i want to listen to yeah. Yeah. and i was li- i like to listen to podcasts most of the time but mm-hmm. i was listening to a podcast i was making me laugh and i was like okay this isn't really conducive to like me having a good workout yeah. so like i tried to change it and i was Maybe like you're
1: just a weird guy in the gym I- laughing
2: yes <laughs> i'll listen to a taking back sunday album that i've listened to a thousand times when there's every song every album that i could ever want i'm going back to this right. old stuff but um but yeah it's it's tough to tough to like commit especially now because everything's a tv show like you said it's like yeah. Everything TV show everything's word of mouth too. That's honest. That's the best way Did to you see get Did you see to this? get a suggestion like mm. like social media. But like if someone tells you like no watch this, it's really good. I'm more likely to take a suggestion from somebody that told me about yeah, it rather right. than that. So I think that's maybe kind of the nice thing is you can kind of weed out the stuff. Is like ask you what have you been watching? Not like most popular shows on Netflix because you can get like. Squid Games, and then you're gonna get like The Bachelor in Paradise on who Okay, yeah. I don't give. I'm not gonna watch that shit. You
0: know? Like my kids have watched Squid it's Game, funny. and they're like, "Dad, you should watch it."
2: I haven't seen it, and I was I like, "I don't."
0: I, it's, it's
2: honestly, it see, it seems cool. I feel like I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it at some
0: point. It does seem cool, and it's one of those, one of those things. I would think that we would all be champion because it's like, it's got a kind of a cool story. It's not, wasn't made, you know, in the U.S. It's a, it's a Korean show, a Korean mm-hmm. production. Netflix brought over here. And it's like that's kind of cool that like really cool. we're getting something that's not Americanized, but you know probably incredible. Mm-hmm. And um, it it obviously got it got a lot of heat. Like people are talking about it left and right. But for some reason, I'm something I'm not jazzed to see it. I just haven't sat down and watched it. Yeah, because there's too much to choose. Way too. And much. prioritizing shows is hard. Yeah, for me,
1: it's hard for everyone. I think you know, I do it all the time. I sit down. I'm like. I want to watch this, but I want to watch this more and I have time now, so I'm going to devote the time to the thing I want to watch more. Yeah. Like,
0: I watch Ghost Adventures. Like, this is... <clears throat> I'm coming clean, okay? I watch Ghost Adventures a lot. Like, like TLC?
2: Travel, travel, travel Channel. Travel Channel, Ghost, Channel. ghost yeah. Adventures. Like, I yeah. love
0: it. It's my comfort show. Because <laughs> yeah. they never find the ghost.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, well, one could argue <laughs> that... It's just, they're hard to catch, man. <laughs> That's why they got a show. Bill Murray. Well,
0: they, they actually catch them... Like, I think it's kind of the opposite. I think they catch them... Too much to where it's like absolutely they catch
2: them too much, comical, <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but then I also love like, um, Meet the Osborne's or not Meet the Osborne's, but it's, um, it's, uh, it's the Osborns want to believe. And the whole the conceit of the show is, uh, Jack Osborne shows his mom and dad, Sharon and Ozzy, like clips of supernatural, scary things, and then they rate it, like the parents rate it on what something called the Woogie Boogie scale. And it's great because neither of them are really believers and like some of the stuff he shows is just absolutely ridiculous and just, dumb, but it's like, yeah. it's just, it's kind of, for some reason it's entertaining. It's it's entertaining and yeah. I, and I love it and I love that it's like not trying to be anything other than what it is. And so I settle on stuff like that a lot and it's, uh, you know, it's not like feeding my creative juices, but it's entertaining and I think that's okay. You know, it's good to be entertained. But it, I usually turn to that stuff because I can't decide on what to watch, and that is not a problem I had before the internet. I yeah. knew exactly what I wanted to watch. Mm-hmm. I knew where I, I knew what I was going to the rental store, like what I was going to rent, and I knew what order I was going to watch it in and why I wanted to watch it. Yeah. But now it's like, fuck! I have okay, it's four
1: o'clock. Yeah, it it yeah, <laughs> it's
2: literally like, like today before you when you guys were coming over, we there's a new episode of the Morning Show out, and we're like, oh, let's watch it.
1: I haven't watched it yet. Don't spoil
2: it. I know I'm not, and I was like, "Oh, they're probably going to be here soon because we only got like an hour before they're here." That's just like a microcosm of like basically, you come home after work. All right, we got like an hour and a half to two hours before we're tired and go to bed. What do we watch? Right. Seinfeld or The Office? Like, what do we do? You know? (laughs) Yep. So there, yeah, there's there's a ton of stuff.
0: I mean, Um, I know that I know there's a new season of Career Enthusiasm, which I will be, I will be watching the shit out of. Yeah, that's something that I will like make time because. I tend to laugh hard, yeah, at that show, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, like unless it's something that really, like, really gets me, I, I, I tend to fall into the binge watch thing. Like, mm-hmm. there's a show, Midnight Mass, that I really want to watch.
2: I've heard that's good. Yeah, and I
0: and I haven't. Yeah. No, I have not just committed. I'm also kind of scared to commit because if I commit at four o'clock, that means are you I'm, gonna be up till midnight? Like, yeah, like are, you gonna, are
2: you gonna watch the whole thing? That's you know? my biggest yeah. problem
0: because. Like movies, I love because it's like when they start and they're over, they're over. That's it. Yeah. You know, with the series, you have to, have to put in the work. But
2: yeah, I think the other side of that is like if you can find a series that's like 30 minute episodes, it's like, all right, if I'm not hooked right. by like the first episode, then it's probably not for me. Rather than a movie, that's where I get like movie anxiety is like, fuck, I'm going I'm to realize I don't like this movie like 45 minutes in after there's been like enough dialogue, enough character development to be like I don't even care about the plot. I don't care what happens to this dude. And yeah. I'm like okay, well I'm not going to d- I did this. We talked. <laughs> I fucking did this. I spent an hour and a half watching the first 25 minutes of three different movies. Um <laughs> Requiem for a Dream, oh, Leaving oh. Las Vegas, and uh god, a uh, movie a stupid shitty movie from the 2000s that's got like Hugh Jackman and, um, oh, X-Men. John Travolta and the opening scene is like the corniest CGI you've ever seen. It's pretty laughable. And I like, couldn't watch that. And then I think I ended up, it was like, you were coming over to record. And I think I was like, well, I only got like, I have 45 minutes before he's here. Yeah. Um, so I was doing that and like, none of the movies grabbed me. And I was like, well, by this point I probably could have just watched a movie that I knew was going to be good that I've seen before, but I don't, I'm trying to watch new movies. And that's like the hard part about it is like,
0: understood. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I'm, I'll give you what i would consider um helpful advice in those situations things that have helped me Mm -hmm. when in doubt nick cage (laughs) i tried that
2: i tried leaving las vegas i tried it and i was like i don't know it's just not like i loved his character playing it like he plays a really good alcoholic (laughs) fucked up dude and i loved it but i was like nothing has happened and we're like 35 minutes in and he's like laying in the bed with this prostitute having this conversation and I'm sure that like the movie's about to take off but I'm not going to fucking sit around for this. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I got to go back and watch it.
0: I mean it's not it's not my favorite Nick Cage film but I like I like the the more unhinged. I like it when he gets just wild. Yeah, like when he gets so bananas that it's almost like there's only one person that could do that. And <laughs> and that's Nicolas Cage. And um he uh, he's just one of the greats, and have you seen have you seen Color Out of Space? No, that's another really great film of his. What is it? Color Out of Space. Color Out of Space. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, it's it's very good. It's a recent film, Um, maybe two years old at this point. Um,
1: he so much. I was stuff. gonna say yeah.
0: you look at his IMDb
2: and you are like, I don't even. This movie, <laughs> this is like straight to DVD.
0: how well, to have been right? Like, <laughs> he went through a whole period where like that was a lot of. His work was just, you know, direct to video. And then he turns around and I know you haven't seen it, so we won't go into it, but I'll just bring it up. Like, then he turns on and does pick.
2: I know I wanna and you're watch like, it. I wanna watch it. It's it's that good. It's, Sam says it's great. It's an,
0: it's just it's just an incredible film about grown ass men dealing with like trauma.
2: Okay.
0: And I would I would recommend anybody see that movie because there is not a chance in hell you won't find a part of yourself in that film. Hmm. Just at some point. Like, even if it's where you're like, well, could I become that? Not necessarily what he is, but could I ever be in that situation? Or I know somebody who's gone through that, or it all kind of just, you know, it, it just all resonates. And his performance is literally one for the books. It's unreal.
1: It's just, he's just so good in it. He, yeah, and, I need to watch it i just yeah, i like I don't want to pay the six bucks dude it's worth it well, dude, I'll, give I, you, I'll give you the six I wish I, have I just it. bought it yeah like, it's like fourteen bucks to buy
0: it yeah like. i mean I, I own it i I don't know if I'll ever like watch it again but like I felt like I needed to buy it um and uh it's it's just one of those performances that just come along and can only be done by by Nick cage yeah. you know i mean somebody who who clearly knows what they're capable of mm-hmm and a casting decision that could have been considered off the rails, but you know, um, was it Alex Wolf? The, you know, his his co-star is mm-hmm. also fucking great. Yeah, I mean, everybody in that movie—it's just a well-made movie. But it's the
1: kid from Hereditary, yeah,
0: he's so good. Oh, um, like the teenage, yeah, the teenage kid, yeah, the yeah, teenage the boy. Kid. yeah. he's fantastic in it, and it just really gets you. Um, I would say that it's definitely an art house movie in many ways, yeah. but it's also got like a big. Like this big heart you know in it anyways highly recommend it uh i couldn't i couldn't tell you when i would recommend watching you know i think you just have to <laughs> like, you just have to do it yeah you just have to like sit down and just watch it and yeah. um that's also one of the the better movies of the year for, yeah. for
1: me that's my favorite of the year that i've seen yeah good good fucking I
0: remember we were you know talking back on talking back and forth on uh, either text or either text instagram it, yeah. or something um cuz one of the things i appreciate is you'll send me like trailers and stuff mm-hmm. and uh he said he sends it to me too and i know and i, I, I some love some it of are, like, so some yeah. of them are like so dumb that someone's like that looks kind of cool they all
2: look good yeah but <laughs> but I, like, I don't want to follow the account i needed to go through his filter <laughs> yeah. and i'm like
0: yeah. i should follow it i'm like oh no i'm not <laughs> I, no, no 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 so the ones
2: that you send me i'll watch yeah so Just, i do appreciate that <clears throat> i'll be the filter i'm yeah. fine with
0: that it's fantastic because i mean like i'm always you know on the lookout for you know good movies but You know, if someone's going to send them to me sometimes, I like, I appreciate that. Like, if you're going to text me, like, text me something like that. That's great. You know, it's not fucking (laughs) political. It's not up your standards for text. (laughs) (laughs) Don't waste the text. I feel like those are important things today. You know, I mean, movie trailer texts. Yeah, it's great.
2: Another movie I watched. I was just looking at the list. Have you seen uh, the game? The David Fincher film? Yeah, it was fucking insanely good. I think on this entire list and Fight Club was on there, too. i would never seen Fight Club. I think the game's better the game was probably my favorite on this whole list. Like I got to the end and I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. What a fucking ride that movie was yeah, like.
0: Yeah. It's, it's so meticulous. It's right? so good. And, and you're so good. You're, you're actually like, you're in the game though. Oh my, Oh my God. Like, yeah. As, a, as an audience member, you're like, but you really are. Yeah. In the, you you haven't seen it. Right? I
2: haven't seen it. Oh, you got to watch I it, know. dude. What he's was he's it on? Uh, Netflix. Okay. it's on Netflix. Have yeah.
0: You, you guys, well, let's, let's make sure everybody here is legit. You've both seen Zodiac, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Thank yes. You. Multiple times. Yes. Whew. Okay. It's one of my <laughs> dude, favorite it was,
2: movies. It was uh, Andrea was trying to find something to watch before, yeah. and she was on. <laughs> I know you hate Sandra Bullock. But she was on Premonition. Yeah. And I was like, that's
1: not a horrible movie. I right? was like,
2: oh, that's a good movie. And Zodiac was right. So it was like, oh, you've seen Zodiac, right? She's like, yeah, we watched that together. And I was like. Okay, you can still watch it. It's, <laughs> it's a still good, good movie. It's got Robert Downey Jr. like smoking a cigarette yes. and like fucking Jake Gyllenhaal, Rock Mark, hard. Mark Ruffalo,
0: like oh. dude. That cast is insane, and the the dread mm-hmm. in that movie. Yes. And then there's something about it being you know that's close to home, right? So it's like there's something about that movie that makes me uh, just you know it gives gives me those creepy crawly vibes. Yeah, it gives you a kind of eerie feeling. Yeah, because yeah. you're like you know that, I mean obviously none of us were born at the time, but also the fact that there was this creep going around murdering people and nobody knew who the fuck he was and whether or not it was him or five people or whatever the case is, mm-hmm. it's just an eerie thing because the whole the whole Bay Area was on edge. Yeah. Like and that's
2: Yeah, I mean really just a, yeah. Just,
0: yeah, it's just like a thing that just freaks you out. Yeah. You know, and that movie's just so great. Like opening on the fourth of July and the first murder and mm. like just how the film's paced. You know, and the characters—they're all in their—you care about them all in their own way. You can't—you can't wait for them to be on screen. You know, mm-hmm. um,
2: is it—is it the best movie? Like the best serial killer? Like <clears throat> I was thinking whatever.
0: about this today, this exact question.
2: Okay, <laughs> so, and what's your what's your answer?
0: I was curious <laughs> if you're gonna bring that up. Um, so I actually I think it's seven or. Zodiac. Seven. Oh, that's a great movie. Both directed by David Fincher. Okay. Who's Seven based off of? That's a a fictional killer. Okay. Got it, got it. Okay. But it's... That movie's just so... Like, that movie, it's raining throughout the entire movie. And Brad
2: Brad Pitt can, like, just do anything. Yeah. Anything that guy wants to do, he can do,
0: and he's amazing. He's fucking great. Yeah. I mean, and so you had... That also had a killer cast. Mm Mm-hmm. But you also had, like, the this this really drenching it's a drenched city. It's constantly raining. It's dark as fuck. It's gritty. It's grimy. And it's like the kind of place where you're like, of course people go missing,
2: you know, yeah. in this
0: fucking place. Mm-hmm. It looks seems like hell.
2: Almost like you know like Mystic River. Like that oh, whole yeah. like that whole movie Mystic yeah. River is like I mean, dark like i can't remember like how what the time period how long it takes for that movie like from beginning and if it's a day if it's a week or right. what I, I don't know but it feels like it's a day like it feels like it's a i know it's longer but it's one of those movies too where like the whole time you're watching and you're like i haven't seen sunlight in this entire movie like <laughs> yeah there's they no in a cave yeah like, there's no sun in this whole movie it's all clouds yeah and, and there's Love a usually like
0: method to that madness right mm-hmm. and like that really it that influences how you feel like you just, the, the the production design of that yeah. film makes you feel a certain way and seven is no exception like the rain the sound design everything everything just feels like you're you're up against you know the ropes from frame 1 you know it's a dangerous it's a dangerous movie to be watching and um and it's just it's it's also just gross it's fucking disgusting mm-hmm. um but i think that's a i think that's a better serial killer movie but i think zodiac's far scarier
1: if that makes sense because, because it's real or No, I think because
0: Zodiac, the dread in Zodiac, is almost it's so stylized. You know, the first couple of kills, like they're in slow motion. There's like wild music over the yeah, kills in Zodiac. Yeah. It's very deliberate. And and seven is like there's a lot more action. You know, it's not so much it is procedural, but it's a little bit more action and it's much more of a
2: I feel like there's more of a storyline yeah, base to it. As, as it, opposed to Zodiac, it's like Yeah, they're trying to find this guy, but, you know, it's not real. But, like, you're really there to just watch how it unfolds, but not from a story standpoint, just seeing how Mm -hmm. they get killed, how they film it and stuff.
0: Yeah, and in Zodiac, you could also say it's really just about, you know, it's really about obsession. It's about – the movie's not about Zodiac. It's about Robert Graysmith, like, literally losing his mind trying to figure out who this guy is. And also you could say it's also a movie about at some point you have to give up, you know, chasing – and you have to rely on other people to, to figure out the problem. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. But I, I think it's just the sense of dread makes it a scarier film. And then Seven feels much more like a um like a, a thriller. Like mm-hmm. Zodiac to me yeah, feels like a horror a film. I agree with that. Seven yeah. feels like a thriller. Yeah, like yeah. its just yeah. my interpretation of the two. But I think it's weird. Those are two of the best in my recollection. Although third third, okay. Manhunter.
2: I haven't, I haven't seen that. Is Man- that, a, is that a, that's a
0: show, right? No, it's a film. Oh, Manhunter is the precursor. Mindhunter. Mindhunter. Yeah. That's a film. Right. That's a great sure. fucking series. I haven't seen it. There's two seasons of yeah. it. Knock yourself out.
1: It's fucking great. Um, <laughs> Knock yourself yeah, out. <laughs> it is
0: so good. So Manhunter is the precursor to Silence of the Lambs.
1: Mm. Oh.
0: Silence of the Lambs is a very, very good movie. Are all those movies good, though? Uh, no, I, I don't really care for anything past...
2: Like the Silence first, the Lambs. yeah. The first one was really good. I yeah. tried to watch. Was it something about a dragon or something? Yeah, red, red, dragon. red dragon. Yeah.
0: So if you get a chance, watch Manhunter because that's that's a fucking creepy movie. Hmm. That that's a that's a scary movie, um, and it it falls under I think more of the horror aspect of a serial killer. So for me, yeah, it goes Zodiac, Seven, Manhunter, in you know, and then you could probably throw in Sounds of the Lambs in there too. But there are a lot of. I mean, you could go as far as like Angst, which is a, a German like swinging for the fences, like just a mean spirited fucking serial killer movie. Or you could have like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Like the, the list goes on and on. But these are films that are, I would, I would say, probably considered very important to horror fans or people who like serial killer movies. Yeah. No, it's not Jason. It's not Michael. Those are, those are so. You know, so fictionalized, yeah. they're yeah. almost lip service to a uh, an economic
1: engine. You know, versus
2: mm. yeah,
0: these other
1: that was very well killers.
2: put. By the way,
1: have no. you seen the Monster? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I I just came across it like two days ago. I, I put it on my list. Impeccable acting. I'd say she won an Academy Award for it. Yeah, it's, Charlene Theron uh, Charlene Theron. 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 Whatever. Yeah, it is. Theron. <laughs> I'll never remember. We know her who it name. is. Yeah, um, Charlize. But it's about. Eileen Weird Wernos? yeah, Wernos. Yeah.
0: Oh, the
2: lady on our list. Yeah. Oh. Sick.
0: Yeah. She's hardcore. But that doesn't look like her it doesn't look like Charlie's Theron
1: at all. No, I was looking at the thing, I was like, that's Charlize Theron. Like, yeah. It's it's a good movie.
0: Uh it's gross. I hope so. Yeah. It I would I would recommend it. Um hmm. I didn't I didn't think about that movie as <sighs> yeah, it's a that's a good film. Yeah. There's a there's quite a few. I mean, and I wish I had kind of compiled in my head, because I know there's one about
2: Jeffrey Dahmer that I, I feel like I've watched at one point that wasn't Finding Dahmer or something like something
1: like, there, like or that. Chasing Dahmer, yeah. And, is that what Chasing they, Bill Cosby? Yeah, maybe. that's uh, that's a serial rapist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I know.
0: But <laughs> it's still serialized. Um, but the uh, <laughs> big serial guy over here. <laughs> the the Dahmer movie is that the one with um, the is uh, this Ross
2: i don't know i was young when i watched it that oh, okay. it was still when hollywood video was a thing
0: okay so maybe that's or blockbuster not one, of one of them wait is that the one with um uh fucking hawkeye um what's his name ethan hawking no jeremy <laughs> kevin ethan bacon Hawk.
1: you know hawkeye the marvel films I, no, I, to, I don't jeremy know. Uh, I, I, I know name. his face i don't know his name
0: dude i'm so bad with names anymore
1: Okay. Have to pee?
0: Yeah, go for it.
2: You guys have to pee? You guys good? Yeah, I'll go after you, though. Okay. We're going to keep this rolling because I got a bunch of random questions that are a lot more lighthearted than talking about um, Ethan Hawk. Oh. <laughs>